Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Will you please welcome a man who claims that he can suck his own penis? It's Richard Herring! Thank you very much. And welcome to part two of two uh, podcasts. I've had a little drink now. We're off. Let's go. Um, to Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcaster, as all the cool kids are calling it, Rahulastapur. We're doing uh, two in a day, uh, so uh, you, we're going to get uh, Francesca back out in a second. Um, uh, the thing I forgot to... Well, hey, I forgot. I'm terrible. I was going to have a running joke all the way through the show series where I asked every guest if they've ever tried to suck their own cock. I forgot. Imagine how brilliant Jonathan Ross would be. I mean, he definitely would have... Definitely would have, wouldn't he? And I, I was so looking forward to his answer and I forgot to ask. He's gone now. So I would be asking Francesca. Uh, <laughs> this could be interesting. I'm not sure of the ethics of that asking a, a young lady that question. I'm not even going to change the um, gender of the genitals. That's the kind of guy I am. But talking of genitals, that was the thing I was meaning to talk about in the first half, so it's good we're doing two. Is, uh, the, this, the big story for me this week, I'm doing a show uh, in Edinburgh this year. It's an old show I did uh, ten years ago called Talking Cock. Uh, this is Talking Cock, the second coming I'm doing, which is... Uh, <laughs> I did Christ on a Bike, the second coming as well. So it, just, it, it, all, it just all fell into place. I just, I just had to goal hang and kick that in. Uh, but uh, when I did, I did a show... I mean, I did it in 2002, and that was fine. It was all in the Fringe programme, posters all over the Edinburgh <laughs> saying Talking Cock, which is fine, I would say, as well, because Talking Cock just means talking rubbish, right? I mean, it's from talking cock and bull. Cock has many, has 15 definitions, I've, I've found out. And only one, one of them is, uh, well, you can name them yourself. Maybe that could be a little quiz for you. Uh, maybe at the end when we did the competition. Well, you know, there's... <laughs> there, there, I think there's only 15 and then there's different verbs and, and stuff as well. But, you know, it's, it's, it means... Uh, there's only one and a half rude meaning. It means to become erect as well. Like you cock something and it becomes erect. And it means penis. And obviously I'm using this penis. I can't claim that I'm not. But I don't think the, the Edinburgh Fringe brochure, which is usually quite a liberal, it's an arts festival, it's quite a, has uh, censored without telling me. It's censored. They emailed me a few weeks ago and said, in my 40 words, you have to put in, uh, I've just listed words for cock, right? So I'd put penis, schlong, dick. And then they emailed me and said, I couldn't say dick in the Fringe programme, and did I want to change the word? And I thought it was so pathetic, I thought I'd let it, you know, because. It's, you know, it's, it's Dick Van Dyke would get a double censorship. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's a name, you know. And then uh, there's things like the yoghurt spitting sausage. That's fine. And that's, there's no need to censor that because yoghurt and spitting and sausage aren't on their list. I had the honourable member for Fuckinghamshire, which I'm quite proud of. <laughs> I made that one up myself. That's why I'm proud of that. But Fuckinghamshire is not actually a rude word, right? It's like, then if you're going to say that, then Scunthorpe's a rude word. I wasn't... I wasn't that surprised they said they censored it. They didn't. I didn't mind. But I let that go. But they didn't tell me they were actually going to censor the title as well, which I thought kind of... I mean, I was actually quite angry about it. There's another guy who's doing a show called Prick, right? And that's it. It's not... You know, it's just called Stuart Goldsmith Prick. Uh, and Prick has a lot of meanings, right? And even when it means penis, it's like your grandma would say that <laughs> word to mean penis. So it's kind of insane that this is, they're coming down. He's had to put a, an exclamation mark in the middle of his... A word which I think's ruder. Then it looks like a little penis has been put into there, <laughs> with one testicle has been put there, standing erect. So I was kind of quite, uh, quite cross that they made me do this. But in the end, I've kind of justified it myself. It's basically, someone sitting in an office has decided that talking cock is rude. It's, I mean, even though they could mean lots of things, and even though talking cock doesn't mean lots of different things, it doesn't mean something different anyway. Uh, but they maybe put an asterisk in it, but because they think I intend it to mean penis, but I put the asterisk in, intending it to be my asshole. That is 
is my anus there. So I'm actually quite disgusted with the Fringe programme. They have allowed my anus to go into the programme several times, uncensored. And I think you should write to them and complain about that. So that, that, was, kind of, that was the odd thing that's happened to me uh, this week. Uh, we'll have a quick little chat with some of them. A man with a hat on down here. How you doing, mate? What's, what's, what's going on? What's your name? Rick. Rick. Nearly rude. <laughs> could have gone a different way and I've had to censor you. And if it's, it's the hat on your head to make you look more like a penis than you did. <laughs> Just to give you that kind of, yeah... It goes, it goes all the way down. He's quite a funny guy. He's quite, a bit kind of cool for my audience. That's, that's all I'd say, Rick. What? Should, go? should you go? <laughs> yes, I think you should. I think you should leave. He's got like bangles on. He's got a little. He's got like some metal uh, kind of link chains. Also, he's got an asbo tag. He's very funny, isn't he? He's going. He's coming up with the stuff. It's like in a in a way that's slightly annoying, don't you think? And he's slightly <laughs> yellow uh, wristband. What's that one for? Live Strong Cancer Charity thing. Live Strong Cancer thing. Yeah. That's good, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> I thought it was going to be somebody said Live Strong. I thought it was just, oh, fuck, it's some sort of stupid beer commercial <laughs> merchandise. But yeah, I think that, you know, if I have to come down on one side, I'm against cancer. <laughs> if, I'm for, if I'm forced to, so well done on that. That is good work, good work for you. I think it's a bad thing. Be good if it was stopped. Who's with me? I thought it'd be more popular. It's not a very... Yeah, a lot of people, they're quite either ambivalent or pro-cancer. They're not gonna, I'm not going to join in with Rich Herring's crusade against cancer. If we didn't have cancer, think how many people there'd be. It'd be terrible, wouldn't it? It'd be an awful... A young lady in the front row, what's your name? Felicity, you're on the, you're on the podcast now, Felicity. It's exciting, isn't it? Are you a bit nervous? A bit excited? What do you do for a living, Felicity? You're looking for a career change. What do you, you're a masseuse? Uh, <laughs> Richard Herring came in. It was disgusting. He was jiggling around. What do you do at the moment? Um, I work in a hospital. You work in a hospital? I'm getting Felicity. You were here last week, weren't you? Yeah. You, were t- you, were, you asked Tim Minchin a question last week. I thought you were a plant. For that, so I didn't... Re- I couldn't... I, mean, I knew you were a human being. I didn't think you were... A, I didn't think you were a triffid. <laughs> But you asked, that's crazy that you were sitting like in the fourth row last week and then you're Australian, aren't you? Yeah, yeah see, I, I'm like Henry Higgins. I told you last week. Last week I just told you you weren't English. That was the, and then I've thought about it all week. I reckon, it's, I reckon Felicity's Australian. And so you worked. And then she's back again and that's just out of the hundreds of people here. I've just chose, <laughs> chosen her a second time. Uh, you work in a hospital now. What do you do? Oh, God, you've been in another podcast in the past. <laughs> this is insane. I've talked to you before. Or was that the Hammersmith gig? I've talked... Yeah, that's all right. This is new. This is new. I've talked to Felicity many times. It's slightly, slightly embarrassing that I don't recognise her every time I see her. To be fair, I'm usually talking to her when she's sitting in a dark room and I can't actually see her face, and this time I can. You work in sleep and respiratory, so you, you make guys... It's quite like being a masseuse, isn't it? Except you can actually go in and touch them when they're asleep and they don't know. You can do whatever you like. So, guys, are you t- you're teaching people to sleep without snoring, right? That's the basic thing. You got fed up at that, Felicity. And what are you going to... That's is very... It's good for me to catch up with you. Is this, this, is, this is really the only times we ever talk. What are you hoping... What are you hoping to move into? Something that pays more money. 
Something that pays more money. Ah, oh, she's let me down, hasn't she? I thought she. I thought you were all about helping blokes to stop snoring. <laughs> Turns out it's all about the money. Tell you what, don't do podcasts. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my snooker podcast is uh, probably a good way to help people sleep. <laughs> that uh, doesn't make doesn't make much money. If you can buy my stuff, that's uh, there's a smiling bearded man here. Looks like. He, he looks quite happy, but he could be a serial killer. That's the, that's the different little tattoo we've got there. What's that? 45, 45 RPM. You love the old 45 rev per minute um, records. Thought, I know they're going to die out. I'll make them live another 20 years by riding it on my skin. What's, what is it? What is 45 RPM? Is it a band as well? Or is it... No, just, you just love fucking small records. Small old star records. You fucking just love those. How did you choose... Why did you put that on your arm? Well, you're a DJ. You don't, mean, don't have to write that to remind you. Is it 30, 33 on the other arm? <laughs> If it's right hand, it's small. <laughs> Don't have to even play. Do you like DJ like properly and with it like uh, Malcolm McLaren scratching it like that? Yeah, yeah. That, thanks for laughing at that. That was a good reference. I thought that was a good reference. <laughs> you used to. What happened? Then the CDs came in, MP3s. Thought, fuck. Why did I write that on my fucking arm? If I look like a dated idiot, my forty. <laughs> Most of these people don't even know what we're talking about. That's why, That's how dated it is. People, what are they talking about? 45 RPM, that doesn't it? What about 78s? Ever play any of those? No, no. No, I used to have 78s when I was a little kid. And shut up. I can tell by my hair. Yeah, if you do a genetic test, if you pull it out of the roots, you can find out. Oh, we're having fun with the insane. What's your name? Ali. Ali. That's a kind of girl's name. Uh, <laughs> Is that why you grew the beard? Yep. Yeah. And are uh, you working as a DJ now? I work in music. You work in music. Digital marketing. Digital marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Really that, is that really music? <laughs> is it just marketing? <laughs> What's the, what bands are you working with? Uh, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson, yeah. Old, old M&M. M&M. M&M, I call him. Confuses people. Um, <laughs> Is he as nice in real life as he looks on the telly? <laughs> Is he quite pleasant? He's bad when he sent those kids out to kill. Although, wasn't it? And he... Decide, I... Again, if I have to come down on one side and... And see that. Actually, he's very... If you watch that uh, bowling for Columbine, he's in, right, isn't he? Fantastic, actually. Absurd. I take my hat off to him. I don't even wear a hat. I was being flippant and I have to... He was mate. I don't... I could borrow, borrow his hat. That's the audience, again, trying to be funnier than me. And... <laughs> it was a good back reference. It's amazing. How did, Ali, it's hard, this job. It looks easy, doesn't it, when I'm up here blundering around, not forgetting to ask people if they've sucked their own cock. <laughs> you think, well, that would be easy. All I have to do is remember, go on stage, remember to ask someone if they've sucked their own cock, listen to the response. Harder than it looks. The job, the hard. Don't make up your own jokes. I hate it when you people do that. Well, anyway, look, we're gonna, we've we heard a little bit from earlier in the evening, uh, or if in the previous podcast, if you're listening at home, and there may be there may be twice as many people listening at home as there are here. Uh, we please welcome back the fantastic Francesca Martinez, ladies and gentlemen. That's her dad. 
That's her dad. No, he looks young, doesn't he? He looks quite, quite young. For, quite young for... He's a little bit older yeah, than John Penrose. they Penrose. had me young. They did, did they? Very naughty. <laughs> <laughs> My mum was 19. What a slag. <laughs> I'm joking. I always say that to her affectionately. <laughs> you were such a slag, Mum. <laughs> She's so not. Okay. <laughs> I love her dearly. Good. Yes. She is a slag. <laughs> so, um, and Francesca isn't even disabled. This is the sickest act you ever miss. <laughs> the sick act. It, but it works really well it, for me. It does. Ricky yeah. Gervais learned everything he got from you. <laughs> I've been giving him lessons. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. How have you been, Frankie? You've been out in Australia? I have. International yeah. comedian, right? So, Felicity, you're like that. Hello. Do you Are ever you need Aussie? any help sleeping? Are you Aussie? Oh, I love Aussies. I'll tell you, let's start. I'll do my Henry Higgins on. You're from... Round about the... I think you're from the coastal area of Australia. <laughs> just say that was... That's what I'm getting from you. Many, many people live at Ayers Rock. <laughs> <laughs> many people do. That's uh, a good wh- guess. Where are you from? The coastal area. Yeah, the coastal area. Which coastal area? I'm from Perth. 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 I was going to say Perth. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you played Perth. Yeah, I did. It's beautiful. It's in the middle of nowhere and it's so expensive. $30 for a pizza. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> but I love Australia. There's a direct out there. Like, this is totally true. Because I believe shit and chit-chat, right? So I'm quite direct. So I met this woman in Adelaide, right? And I said to her, I don't know why, I said, what do you think the meaning of life is, as you do? And uh, she said, I think the meaning of life is balance. I was like, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was quite funny. I did shows in Adelaide, too. And I did a joke about Rich Dawkins. And no-one knew who he was. <laughs> I was like, clearly, evolution has not reached <laughs> And then I said to my cousin, who's from birth, I said, can you believe they didn't know who Rich Dawkins was? You know who he is, surely. And she went, yeah. He's that scientist in the wheelchair. <laughs> I was like, thank you for a new joke. <laughs> it's nice when people just hand them to you on the plate, isn't it? It that's is, yeah. But no, Australia's great. I kind of, I was a bit selfish. I just wanted to miss the British winter. Mm. So I say it's a comedy, it's not. That's a sideline. It's a... The weather. It's nice to go out there in the spring. You know, I, yeah. It's been a while since I've been out to Australia. I think we, 2003 was the last time I went out there. You and took me gambling. I did. I took you to the casino. I tried to corrupt you, and it, and it works. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, I, think I lost all your money in like five minutes. There's an amazing casino in uh, Melbourne. I mean, Melbourne's just a, a beautiful city. Yeah, it is. Uh, but there's an amazing kind of complex of a casino yeah. and all cinemas. And, yeah. you know, but I like gambling. I do like to gamble. So I did try. feel so dirty going in. It's kind of like... You're killing your soul when you end up. Yeah, I haven't been back. I went in that casino, not the night 
I went with you. I won. I, I played all night. I played for 12 hours at a casino, which is a da- very bad idea. <laughs> okay, generally speaking, do not copy me. I'm indestructible. But I, uh, <laughs> but I actually won money all night. So I walked out with enough money. I walked out with all these $50 bills. I think it was like I think I won three thousand pounds. So. Well, it's probably about that was about two pounds fifty. Well, you know, the, everything was everything but was now... so cheap in Australia. So you got all this money. I, I, I stayed in Australia for six weeks and I spent ten pounds of my own money. I had a, I had a safe full of. $50 bills. It was incredible. I felt like I was in the, you know, I felt like I was George Clooney. <laughs> what in what? Ocean's <laughs> 11? Ocean's 24, this was. It was so, such an amazing, I walked away. Every, every time, this never happens, I was playing roulette and just every time I'd go up to a table I'd play 17 and some, another number as well, what it, what it, I don't know what it was. But every time I did, one of them would come up and I even let, I had like some $25 chips spare at the end, I just walked out and put them down. And it won again. So I just kept... I just kept... I was magic for Why one night. Why aren't you there now? I know, I should have stayed. But I, but I did meet someone... I did play, go to the casinos a bit, and I've stopped going, because it's a fool's error. Good. But I did... I think one of the... One of, in fact, one of those 50 dates, one of my dates was at a casino, and uh, we went there kind of quite early in the evening, and there was a guy who'd been there, and he was just there playing... You see these real serious gamblers... And they'll go on roulette, which really, if you either play uh, one or two bets and you might win, just you get these guys who cover nearly everything with chips. Right, so they're playing pretty much every single number, which means you win most of the time. But also, it's, it's balanced against that. But, you know, also, you'll lose every now and again. But he spent the whole afternoon in there, and he said to me, I've lost my life. He was about 24. He said, I've lost my life in here. And uh, I thought... It's not so you, much fun playing with anyone. <laughs> Gambling is a cinderet. Yeah, well, it's, but it's like, it was almost like waiting for someone to come and help. And no one, no one in the casino is going to go, hey, mate, come with me. I'll, I'll, so let's go out and have a drink and be there friends. That was very sad atmosphere. Yeah, I'm sorry, I know you like casinos. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think they're very sad. They are very sad. Yeah. And that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried to get you addicted to gambling because I, you know, I, 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 I withstood was... your corrupting influence. Yeah, you did. I was... And I have found Jesus. Have you? Good. Yeah, he, he's in the back. <laughs> um, no, I haven't. Jesus is in every casino. He's obsessed. Jesus, he's here tonight. Jesus, he loves my gigs. Is he? Do you know I keep getting religious people trying to save me? <laughs> like seriously, like um. Jehovah Witnesses love me. Um, I'm so lucky. And this is totally true. For the last two years, right, um, the same two have knocked on my door. Right. Obviously, I'll be getting a bit annoyed. So last time, I opened the door, right, and the woman says to me, Hello! Is your mummy in? And I'm like, yeah, she's upstairs reading the God Delusion. <laughs> and then the guy says to me, um, we've been praying for you. And I was like, well, I have actually felt a bit more coordinated recently. And then right, the woman says to me, why do you walk so badly? What's wrong with you? And, okay, I should not have said this, but I said, um, oh no, no, I'm not disabled. My boyfriend just had a really big cut. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been bad. <laughs> but it's interesting that, that Jesus did, Jesus was capable, Jesus kind of was capable of curing lots of people like lepers. He cures ten lepers 
in the Bible. They're very generous, man. Very nice, isn't it? You've got Ten. The, wow. You know, people think that makes him the son of God. I think that makes him a bit of an arsehole, doesn't he? Can't he? Yeah. Oh, I've got ten. I keep calling Kiki, but I've done ten and I'm yeah. knackered. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like all the other lepers. I've only yeah. cured those ten. No, it, it, I, I want yeah. them to have leprosy. Well, yeah, anyone who believed in that shit anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. More proof, not needed. And he must have known people were like, he was casting out demons. He must have, because he's Jesus, he must have known they were actually mentally ill and had psychosis. And yet, he still did little magic tricks and dances over them. I think that's a bit, a bit sick, isn't it? I mean, that, is, that, that does make Ricky Gervais look quite a reasonable person when, yeah. you, compare, when you compare him to Jesus. Maybe he's modelling himself on Jesus. <laughs> might be. You know. I but, think he might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> he's having a go. Yeah, you know, Jesus was adored and, you know, called... Uh, Genius. <laughs> we know? haven't. Uh, we said so we last time we spoke. We've spoken a couple of times. Uh, Francesca was in uh, one of my Edinburgh Fringe podcasts. She's the first returning guest because she's the best one. Uh, and we also she's on. Don't Ri- pat. <laughs> and she's also in Rich, on Rich Tone's Objective. We had a nice chat, but that was the week that all of the kind of craziness went down. It for, went uh, down Rich. for the Ricky. Well, in fact, we were talking about it before it broke because I'd written a blog about. Ricky Gervais using the word mong yeah. and the saying M word and saying you know maybe you should we shouldn't do that but you can if you like yeah. and then that week it kind of all kind of went crazy as I got quoted in the newspaper and all of Ricky Gervais yeah. followers on Twitter started kind of yeah, that went, was basically calling me a mong you know I've, yeah I know I thought it was funny if, uh, if no one called me a mong you know? <laughs> although the best tweet I got was from because I just joined Twitter and I had like. 400 followers. The best way of abuse was for that guy who was like, yeah, you've got 400 followers. No one knows who you are. And then someone tweeted him, yeah, but you've got 11. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. That happened all the time, but people have no kind of self, <laughs> self-awareness about it. But no, you know, this isn't funny, but, you know, well done for... for making the sound, I, I completely agree with you. Well, it was sort of... I mean, I, I think people should be allowed to say whatever they want. I think you've just got to think about stuff. But, so I mean, the, I, the, point but I was I think... the, the point I was making was, if would you... The people who have used that word, would you use the racial epithets? And, 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 you of know, none of, and, none, and Ricky wouldn't. Ricky, there's a thing, Ricky saying, you know, I wouldn't use the word nigger in a joke because I couldn't do that. Of course. So why, you know, if you if, if you if he's like Jerry Sadovitz, I think Jerry Sadovitz uses all the language about yes. everyone and you kind of think well that's fair enough yeah. if he does it's so horrible and horrific yeah. what he does it's kind of like art in its own way but it was it was sort of fascinating yeah and things. i was just think it's a funny group of people to target like of all the people that ricky could target yeah um and i think you know i love the office i think ricky's a genius but i also think that sometimes you can have a lapse in judgment and i think this was one of them and so I tweeted him, you know, of all the people to target, why don't you, like, reclaim the word banker <laughs> and do banker's faces, you know? Like, there's a lot more people you want to see brought down yes, I than think people I... who don't really have a voice. Yes, it did seem an odd choice for a millionaire. <laughs> to make he, you elicited an apology though well I don't think I did really I think Robin Ince did I did, you know he never he never actually it was odd because he was retweeting me so that every time he retweeted anything about me yes. then I would get a thousand people having to go at me which was kind of sure. on the whole it was sort of alright there was a at the, at the, this never happens to me at the end of the first day of it I kind of went to bed and thought 
I've done the right thing today. Yeah. I feel, what's this odd feeling? I, I, pr- you, I'm you proud of what I've done. You didn't feel that. <laughs> I just felt proud. It was very odd. It would have lasted for one night. And then about two nights later, I did sort of, I, I kind of had a little cry about two days into it. Because it was Aww. so, it was sort of really, but then, you know, when you think about that, that was me having experienced this in mid the some yeah. concentration. Yeah. It was undiluted, yeah. uh, being attacked for being a, a, a spastic mong. Uh, but, uh, but it you know, it actually completely got to me after just two or three days yeah. of, of that kind of relentless abuse. Yeah. So it is, it is sort of. It, 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 but then the, the real story of that is that you know, the, a, a disabled person has to go through that their whole life, and maybe not in, not people literally f- tracking them down and, and texting them to let them know that's what they think as was happening to me. But it is, you know, that's that's the real story there. And, and you know, and I think the fact that it was, it was interesting that out of all of that, nobody, all these people who said Mong doesn't mean disabled. None of them called you a mom. I know, which I thought which was is very just telling. unbelievable. But also, I mean, I think the words stem from his routine on Susan Boyle yeah. that she looks like a mom. And so he so did know what the word meant. Yeah. But maybe he just forgot. I think it's me. The, I, I, the thing I think about him, and I do, you know, there's a lot of things I like about him. It's having yeah, gone through, too. having gone through this, it's made it harder to. I haven't sat down and watched Derek. I have to admit, uh, but uh, but I think he's mixing with the, like the greatest comedians in the world, and is treated as a peer amongst them. But he hasn't actually done the groundwork of being a stand-up comedian for for all that time. Which doesn't mean that doesn't mean that much. But what he's trying to do, I think, is that there's a Louis C.K quite a brilliant routine about reclaiming the word faggot mm. and, you know, and, it's, and it's actually quite well done and he's sort of decided oh I'll do that and I'll reclaim it with this sure. word but he's got nothing to I think it's interesting we're, we're probably all fans of free speech here and there are certain words I'm really interested about the power of certain words um, and I did show a few years ago and I, this is so childish but I wanted an excuse to say cunt on stage <laughs> but be <laughs> and, and so I was like, you know, the word can't, you know, it is just a word, it's just a sound, it could have been, you know, it could have been the word for, for baby. Good. Very nearly is. Yeah. No, you know, like cunt could have been baby, and baby could have been cunt. So, you know, is it right for mother to go to work and leave her? Cunt with the stranger. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the immortal line from Dirty Dancing, nobody puts cunt in the corner. <laughs> I have a lot, I'll stop. <laughs> I've never found any need to have an excuse to use that word, I have to say, but I, I've managed to use it <laughs> but quite But I do frequently. think debates that was... I think it's interesting. Because it is, I mean, no, it is, and it's, you know, and, and there is people... I mean, what I was being called... I mean, I got called a yoghurt knitter, get off my high horse... Because I was a yogurt knitter, which I and I was doing it on a high horse. I was very, I thought I was quite impressed. And you quite like yogurt, don't I do, you? I do, I, I love yogurt. I've been publicised. <laughs> Someone likes yogurt, yeah. but um, yeah, but it's you know it's sort of odd to be. I mean, the, all these people who obviously had no idea who I was, and then but that, that that's it's like how many followers have you got was a big thing, and um, you know I've never heard of you, so therefore I don't yeah. have to. That that is the end of the story because I've never heard of you. Sure. But again, in, in any argument, if someone who I've never heard of tells me. If that's all, you don't have to listen to the argument of anyone you've never heard of. That kind of that most yes. that most arguments end there. And, <laughs> and also this idea of reclaiming a word. Yeah. Like I've got a fan of reclaiming words because, like, as I said before, I do hate 
Well, I, I should say the medical name for my condition, right? Are you ready? Okay, I have acetoid cerebral palsy with myotonia and ataxia. How sexy is that? <laughs> for, like, I seriously, I hate the names for disabilities. I really do. Like, you know, who comes up with them? You know, like syndrome, disease, disorder, sclerosis. Not just one sclerosis, multiple. And what really fucks me up is when it seems society, we have really nice names, don't we, for awful things like um, uh, friendly fire. Don't you think it sounds like a mild form of flush? Don't worry. And and what about ethnic cleansing? How lovely. (laughs) It's ethnic cleansing. Kind of like aromatherapy. (laughs) Or a herbal tea. (laughs) Do you want the nice warm mic of ethnic cleansing? Sounds nice. so, yeah, I think words are really important, and um, I think that, in a way, disabilities have such shit names because, like, the medical world views them, obviously, as awful, and uh, I, this is true. I, I did a, doc, a, a gig to a group of doctors recently, and it was really cool because I could patronise them, yes. <laughs> and... Um, and it went really well, but afterwards, right, the woman put her hand up and she said, look, it's my job to advise parents carrying disabled babies on whether or not to have an abortion. And I always feel that we should reduce the suffering in the world. What do you think? The room went quiet, <laughs> like this. <laughs> and I said, well, if you really want to do suffering in the world, maybe you should have aborted bankers, arms dealers, politicians, the Pope, and Rupert fucking Murdoch. Because uh, I think, you know, the majority of suffering doesn't come from having a difference. They come from living in a world that is, you know, can't handle difference. And I think even if you eradicate all disabilities at birth, people can still become disabled at any time, can't they? Like, look at poor um, Nick Clegg. (laughs) 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 So sad, you know, one day he's normal, (laughs) next he's a baby. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. But people, well done, guys. people do forget that. I mean, I think that's, I mean, because people don't want to face those kind of, you know, we kind of try to imagine we're not getting older and getting water crepit yeah, and sure. we're going to be young forever. Yeah. Believe me, I've tried to convince myself of that just by pretending I was young forever. It's starting but to get more and more difficult. But we are, we are all, well, you know, the old, you know, you start to feel the, the little aches and pains and you become aware that the truth, I think the reason that disability frightens people really is because. If you stop and think about it, yeah, everyone is. You know, it's that, like the thing we're talking yeah. about. They're not, we're not yet disabled. If you're not disabled, you're, you're going to be disabled, or you're going to die. You know, so those are the two options. I, you're going to yeah. be old. You're going to. You start off disabled. So the first two years of your life, you can't walk and you can't talk, and you, someone has to wheel you around. The, you end your life like that. You'd think we'd be much more sympathetic to this yeah. and want to have wheelchair and, and push chair access to everyone. Well, I think part of it is we live in an age where the media. 
basically bombards us the whole time. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. And I think it's very demoralising. And we kind of presented a really narrow view of humanity, aren't we? And so difference isn't seen as normal. But uh, I, I, I asked a guy um, recently what he thought normal was, and I got the best answer. He said, normal is a cycle on the washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was just so good. I, I feel normal because I think normal is different. The, the rest of it is bollocks. Basically, we're made to feel abnormal, so we buy shit we don't need. And that's it, guys. If you realise that, it's great. Try it, it's a lot cheaper than Botox, really. And uh, I, I don't know, I just think the media doesn't help. And like the, a lot of the media is very scared of like having me on t- you know, TV shows. Um, like, I've been told that I'm too... Gary, row! <laughs> 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 and I, 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 I should share this with you, but it's totally true. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was offered this part in a brand new TV show, right, on the BBC. Right? And the part was of Claire, who is, I quote, so disabled, <laughs> she is incapable of any speech, movement, or <laughs> expression. <laughs> now, while I was clearly flattered <laughs> <laughs> to be offered this, I wrote them back this letter totally true. I said, Dear BBC, many thanks for offering me the part of Claire. However, I do not feel I yet possess the skill to bring off such a complex role successfully. I also fear that a week's rehearsal would not give me enough time to fully inhabit such a demanding character. May I suggest casting a shoe or a carrot instead? (laughs) P.S. If you do need someone brain dead, try uh, Kim Kardashian. Um, Because I really think that a lot of the kind of discomfort we have stems from living in a world that doesn't reflect diversity on TV. Well, it's true. It's, it's, that, that's, it's kind of, you know, yeah, if there's a disabled person in something, they're there because they're a disabled person. So you, you've written, you wrote a, a sitcom that I was kind of involved in uh, editing that was, was very good and that, you know, I think, again, that it was, wasn't taken It up. was basically Sex in the City with the Wobbly Girl. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we did it for five years, but when it got to the kind of green light time, I think people were very nervous... So they said no. And I can understand, like you say, I can understand that it is an issue that makes people nervous. But I think we need to just accept difference exists. And it makes me laugh when people go, you're abnormal, because disability is normal. It's existed forever. <laughs> and I actually think, you know, like, we all have things that make us abnormal. Like, I found out, apparently, it's normal to only poo once a day. (laughs) Well, I poo twice a day, so should I have to come out as a multiple shitter? (laughs) Um, 
Rich, are you a multiple theatre? I definitely am. Really? Yeah. Imagine being introduced <laughs> everywhere you went. Rich, he's a multiple. <laughs> now, should you be allowed to get married? <laughs> should you be allowed to have kids? Because some people think it might make their multiple shit. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Mate, you know, I think we should watch him poo pride every year. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's ridiculous that the, that the kind of um, pressure to conform and to be normal because I've never met anyone normal. Including you. Yeah. I don't feel normal, I have yeah. to say. So I get, like, the show I'm doing at the moment is called What the Fuck is Normal. It's trying to be an antidote to all that shit we're bombarded with. And the best thing I ever did was to say, this is me and it's fine. And I like being wobbly. And one of the reasons is my brother always says, you've got exactly the right level of CP to get out of all the housework. <laughs> <laughs> he always says, I don't get it, Jeff. You can't wash up, but you can do your makeup. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So, Francesca, there's something I've been meaning to ask all of my guests. I'm scared. You should be scared. I think I'll ask you, seeing I forgot to ask Jonathan Ross, I'll ask you, do you think Jonathan Ross has ever attempted to suck his own penis? He's a man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. It'd be abnormal not to, wouldn't it? Well, it's about 70% of men, according have to you? my survey. Yes, I have. And Yeah, no, I could, you know... Is it true that someone got a rib removed? <laughs> well, that's something... I didn't need to do that, because... Because uh... <laughs> you've got a very long neck. <laughs> Spend a long time putting <laughs> putting things down it to make it longer and longer. Uh, I actually I could do, I could just about do it. Yeah. When I was fourteen, I haven't tried recently. I don't I don't think I would be able to now. But there was just a point where I thought this is a bit weird. <laughs> I'm not sure there's anything pleasure about it. The problem is, as well as having your cock sucked, you are sucking a cock, which is a, <laughs> as a fourteen year old. It's an um, odd place to be, and it's not even someone else's cock. It's not even you go, this is fine. I'm finding pleasure. I'm slightly uncomfortable, and this is a little bit weird. I'm just, I'm just glad I bought my parents. To I love it. <laughs> Maybe we should have asked your dad when he was here. That would have, that would have been the way. <laughs> They're very proud of this. <laughs> Girl, what kind of a living is this, Richard? <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible living. It's it. great. There's no early mornings. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you get paid to talk. Yeah. Not, I, not tonight, I must add. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought you... <laughs> no. But uh, I'm getting your scope check in a minute. It's fine. <laughs> That's OK. Well, give, I'll give you a percentage of the next bucket. Um, <laughs> so to speak. Um... <laughs> So we are doing this gig. Have we mentioned this gig? We've mentioned it, and I've mentioned this half. The, on Sunday, the, uh, the Hammersmith Apollo, uh, Ben Elton's hosting. Yes, that was a good He doesn't know what he's hosting, <laughs> but he's hosting. He doesn't know what the charity is. He thinks he's back in the 1980s. I think he wishes he was back in the 1980s. <laughs> I think I wish he was back in the 1980s. 
know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he, he was on breakfast TV, and I think he'd had a long flight. Uh, but he was, he was promoting other stuff as well. We Will Rock You has been going for ten years. Uh, so uh, that's enough to make you a bit surprised but he did mention he was hosting this gig for, and he called it the, the, for the Spastic yeah. Society which is yeah. the, the, old fas- the unfortunate old-fashioned name when I was a, when I was a young uh, boy the, there was the, you know, the Spastic Society had little um, collecting things outside chemists they were generally which was a little boy with, in calipers and a little girl who was disabled in some way and you put money into their head <laughs> uh, and said it was the spastic society times change and language changes but uh, unfortunately no it could be which is a bit embarrassing given he's hosting I found it slightly embarrassing that he's hosting a gig and, and got the name 20 yeah. years wrong we, well, look, we all have our disability <laughs> yeah. clearly um, yeah no it was a weird gap uh, but no it should be a, it should be a good gig if he can Remember the, the cause from the night. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Should be interesting. Um, maybe we should do a benefit for Ben Nelson's memory. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know it got it. It's great. It's a good thing. It got the it got the gig mentioned. So there are there are. It's the maybe he Apollo. did it on purpose. Maybe he did. Got a good PR. Maybe he just really can it. <laughs> He's a hysterical genius. Yeah, so that's on Sunday. <laughs> I've got to actually talk about Shark, so I'm going to be meeting him on Sunday, and I'll have to, I'll have to at least put up a front. Well, I did meet Ben Elton. I mean, it's just like I was a massive, massive fan. I'm mean, like the, of um, the young ones, especially a Blackadder to an extent. But the young ones was absolute. When I was 14 years old, that was it. The young ones, Rick Mail from the young ones. And many of you may not even remember this show, but it was like just this seminal show. It was in the, t- in the times when um, a, pr- a comedy show would only come along once every six months. It'd be a, a comedy show that young people would like once every six months if you were lucky. Nowadays, you know, they're coming out of your ears all the time. But it was sort of just this amazing thing. And so I did meet Ben Elton. We'd, we'd, me and Stuart mentioned him in an interview uh, when we'd first been on TV. We said, we don't want to end, like, end up like Ben Elton doing routines about how the chocolate machines don't work on the underground when you clearly never go on the underground anymore. <laughs> and then he... And we, we just in passing, and then he wrote to Time Out the next week saying, I don't know who Lee and Herring are, but I often travel on the underground and I've never done a routine about that, which may be true. So he, we, he, we started off quite badly with him. And I met him, in, I met him in Montreal and we had a really nice chat uh, in about 1997. Uh, we had a nice chat and I said, oh, how much I love the young ones. And I said, he, he did a bit in the young ones where he was... He played a character who was at the bar going, there was, I was drinking something puffy and the girls would just look right through me. Then I drank a pint of Sharp and now they're trying to screw me. Something like that. Uh, and he, did, he like did the little bit for me. He kind of did it and he was very generous and I thought, oh, that's nice. And then he wrote a novel um, about a double act uh, called something like Fish and Lee. Uh, <laughs> who, were, who were sort of flash in the pan sort of rubbish surreal it was obviously sort of a mixture of, of Lee and Herring and uh, Mighty Boosh I think it was in his head he was sort of and there was a character very much based on our, our manager so kind of we've got a little bit of history he's so I've got, to, I've got to meet him on Sunday and he's hosting the show and uh, I tweeted uh, Lawrence Clark who you'll know is a disability yeah. campaigner saying oh, that, you know, that, that Ben Elton's gaffe was fucking awful and embarrassing but forgetting that of course that people will find that so that was in when the Chortle article came up he said Richard Herring said the gaffe was fucking awful and embarrassing I was thinking oh Ben Elton's going to enjoy meeting me again isn't he that's going to be uh, that's going to be fun the whole night through Talking to Ben Owen. Don't worry, Rich, I'll protect you. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm tougher than I look. 
<laughs> but, you know, he's, at least he's performed for President Bush, so that is... <laughs> Rich, I just want to know, if you were a kid, will you call it Red? Red. I, mean, I, I really want to, I really want to um, if we did have a kid. Uh, I am married now, so I'm allowed to have sex. The virginity How are you finding that? Oh, it's all right. It's a bit tiring. Uh, <laughs> takes a takes a long time. To... But surely your your long neck helps. <laughs> it does help. You'd think. Uh, Giraffe-like tongue. Yeah, obviously. Now you're regretting. She's a lucky, uh, lucky woman. <laughs> she's a lucky woman. I'd like to. I thought Rufus would be quite a good name too, because it's like Re- or Ruby. They're kind of. It'll be a subtle joke. My wife is less keen on these names. I nearly got Rufus through it because she didn't know that Rufus meant red, but it does. <laughs> so I was going. To go, I, went, I went. Ruby would be a nice name for you. I should. That'd be nice. I was going. She's, she's gonna go for it. Scarlet. Scarlet Herring. That'd be good. I think that'd be quite good. I mean, it sounds Ruby Herring sounds a bit like a sort of stripper Ruby name, but, but but it would be quite. See, if you could pull that off, you'd be quite. A, you know, not the stripping. If you could put, if you could pull off that name, that would make you quite cool. We go. Yeah, my name's Herring, but I'm pretty cool because I'm called Ruby Herring, and it's a clever joke. If you weren't, if you couldn't pull it off, it would be an awful, terrible burden to are you, spend your life with. Are you planning, baby? I'm not planning them. Is that how it works? <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Like, like a Frankenstein. <laughs> um, I really want babies. Do you? I, I love babies, but I am. This is really embarrassing. I'm slightly worried about accidentally killing it. <laughs> I am. Like, I keep picturing, you know, my husband comes home from work, and I'm like, babe, um. <laughs> You know what you said about not going near him with a fork? <laughs> you got hungry. <laughs> Sorry. We can make another one. You can make another That's the thing. You know, people are very sentimental about children these days. But, uh, in the old days, just, you know, in Roman times, you'd have, like, 20 children. That's all you'd do. And ten of them would die, and then another five of them would die. Would a bit you later. let me babysit your baby? <laughs> Yeah, if it meant I had a night off, yeah, that'd be fine. Have a, have a night out. You're a bad irresponsible. <laughs> that would be fine. We're talking about something that's uh, quite hypothetical at the moment. Uh, I don't even know. I might be a Jaffa. You never know. That could be. That could be my disability. No, no seeds. So it's, it's an old. Uh, it's an old. Uh, you, only fools and horses you, joke. You've silenced the room there. I did. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> thought they'd enjoy it. Um, a spermless Richard Herring. Yeah, I've got sperm. They might just not be working efficiently. You know, that's. I've got to forty-four, and I've had. I've got no children. I've had sex a couple of times. <laughs> so it's got to work. It's I'm very responsible. I'm very responsible. Yes. Yeah. It, it may be your disability. It so might be. Don't worry. I just make sure I kill every single sperm. The, the minute it's out, the minute it's out, I stamp on them. Get, I've got suction. Just want to make suck them out. It's a terrible sperm holocaust, but it's the only way, only way to be sure. I don't want to pass these genes on to anyone. Spermicide. Spermicide, that's good. No. <laughs> second time, Ali, second time, you know. I think you've got one more strike and you're out. Make sure the next one's really good. I have, I've actually discovered a great form of contraception. Yeah. It's when I put a condom on my boyfriend because the amount of my handshake, it's all over before it begins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. I love having Francesca on because she's 
always just much funnier than me. It makes me like, <laughs> makes me look like an idiot, and I go home and feel sad. So let's. Uh, it's been fantastic to have you. We're going to do the competition now, where someone here tonight is going to win Fist of Fun on DVD. I bet most of them have got that already. Uh, someone like Shogat. Uh, the worst comic experience of 2005, <laughs> according to the Daily Twine Telegraph. Excitement, yeah, uh, guys. The very clever puzzle compendium, <laughs> volume one, that Elliot Line is a man with <laughs> unrealistic ambitions. Okay. We'll call it volume one. There might be a second. There might be demand. And two tickets to see some <laughs> chancer called Stuart Lee. Stuart Lee is in the audience tonight. <laughs> Very excited. He's hoping to win these. So what we need you to do, I've just had a text through. Oh, that's my wife. Let's see what she's up to. <laughs> I'm pregnant with your child. <laughs> oh, it's a long text, actually. Oh, just, uh... <laughs> uh, don't tell Francesca, because it might look rude. I didn't come for a drink, but I'm so tired. Oh, oh. she's so sweet. <laughs> I just, oh, I just d- d- disobeyed my wife. There's no way she'll find out, right, though? So, um... <laughs> she might listen. Uh, it's unlikely. No. Uh, so, uh, she, loved it. she loves my snooker podcast so much that she's just she's sitting waiting for those to come through. So what we need you to do to win these, we'll get the house lights up a little bit. Um, we need you all to stand up. We're going to make some statements that are either true or false. Uh, if you think the statement is true, put your hands on your head. If you think it's false, put your hands on your bottom. Uh, if you get it wrong, you have to sit down. It's self-policing. Uh, you have to look out for, uh, for that. Um, my first uh, piece of... I'm going to see if I didn't ask... You wrote them down! I, no, I was going to see if there's anything I didn't use. Um, uh, Jonathan Ross was responsible for the first TV appearances... Are Vic Reeves, uh, Bob Mortimer, Charlie Hickson, and Paul Whitehouse? Is that true or false? Of all four of those, for a lot more than that. he is responsible for a lot more than that. Anyone speaking during this portion of the show will be excluded from the competition. <laughs> he's responsible for a lot more than that. He is. Yeah. What are you saying? He's raped someone. What are you saying? What's there? <laughs> is that the implication? He's killed some children. Is that what you're trying to say? We'll make that the next one. Uh, that is true. So, well done. That was an easy one to start with. That woman, very excited there. And uh, he's gone there. Uh, you idiot. Why did you say that? It was obviously true. Look, she... Yeah, woman going, yes. Have you got a, a statement of truth or false? going to be about anything. About yourself, about anything. Okay, um, I once made up a game called... If you had to shag an animal, what would it be? <laughs> True or false? <laughs> a lot of people have gone for true. This could be. Uh, this could be. This could get sort of the men from the boys. True. Uh, I'm sorry. It is true. <laughs> Felicity is gone for people listening at home. Excited about Ali is still in. No, he's going. He's, he, you're still in. Uh, the man with that penis hat is still in. Uh, Jonathan Ross now writes comic books that I never got round to talking to, and he's written a very successful one called Soil. Is that true or false? True or false? That is false. It's called Turf. I changed the name. Have you got another statement of truth or falsehood? Can we back yourself? Or Richard Herring oh, no. has a very long neck. <laughs> true, true or false? I think that is opinion. <laughs> false. It's false. No, I don't. I do not. So that is, well, well done. That actually got rid of some people. <laughs> 
Unbelievable. Um, this week on the train, I was standing next to a man who sniffed every 20 seconds and like that in the back of his throat, and I wanted to kill him. Is that true or false? That is true. No, we've weeded out a few there, so it's getting down. We've got another one. Francesca. Make them as crazy as you like. Sid Vicious made his debut on this very stage. True or false? Oh, that's a good question. Most people have gone for false. True. It's true. Wow, and uh, Ali's still in with his friends? More than friends? More than brothers? Uh, is there still something over there? Three people together, going together there. And, uh, yes, a lady. Is that Francesca's mum? <laughs> <laughs> Don't think of her out Come on. Um, it is, but I'm sure we'll get her. Is it my turn or your turn? It's my turn. Um, uh, the, the, as well as the Paul Ross uh, picture that you can buy of a box print of Paul Ross, there is also one of Stuart Lee that you can buy. A similar thing of Stuart Lee on a box canvas. Is that true or false? We split the group of friends there. One of them's gone for true. If this is true, a man has taken home... Oh, no, there's two of them now. It's false. So it's, well, it might be true, but I don't know if there is. So. We're down to... There's one, two, three, four people left in. Very exciting. Don't know if your mum can be allowed to win, though. Uh, OK. My mum yeah, is I... from... My mum is half Swedish. <laughs> Not allowed to look at her mum. <laughs> True or false? If you look, you have to see her. <laughs> I think that man looked. <laughs> oh, Ali, you're so, you're so trusting. <laughs> is that true or false? True. <laughs> it's true. Sit down. Ali's gone because he didn't look. I would say, I'd say your mum had an unfair advantage in that. I would too, but, you know, genetically, I'm wired to help her. True or false? <laughs> My mum is half Scottish. Is that true or false? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's false, but uh, that means... <laughs> the unfair winner... There's no fix involved in this at all. Well, Have you got a copy of Fist of Fun on DVD, Christine? I've got several. Have you, though? You've won some more. I think what I might do is you can have all of the books, but I might get those two boys to stand back up and we'll give the tickets to one of those two. How about that? Just uh, out of a sense. So there's a semi-final. That's you, not you, Ali. I think it was a lad over there. We'll have one more question that your mum is not allowed to answer. She's won some... You can, you can take these for your... In fact, I might just keep them for next week. Uh, that scam worked out. We've saved ourselves. We'll split that. That's five pounds each. I felt bad for calling her a slut. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll do that. <laughs> Francesca's mum is a slag. True or false? <laughs> It was false. It was false. It was false. She's been married for 25 years. Terrible. Right, one more chance. Um, my first pet 
He's not letting me do anymore. <laughs> My first pet, and one of you, whoever goes for this first, makes the other one has to do the opposite, so keep an eye on each other. My first pet was a tortoise called Tony. Is that true or false? Got to go for false. And it is false. It was a cat called Oscar. Oh. You've won the tickets to see certainly. So I hope you'll use those. What's your name, sir? What's... Nick. Neil. Neil. Is that your name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just got a real fucking high opinion of yourself now you've won some tickets. <laughs> you could have walked over I can because I've got to stay I've with the mic. I've got a fucking excuse. <laughs> I really need a wee and half of it's not going to come out uh, in the first... Okay. I've got to move the jerry can around to get it get it working so uh, thank you very much I've completely forgotten to uh, take the credits we'll have to do those at the end uh, no need to say that really uh, <laughs> now I think about it uh, but uh, that's uh, that's to give a round of applause to Dave who sat in for Ben Walker who's too fucking lazy to come out Dave Cribb Ben Walker's up for some Sony award some podcast rubbish podcast he's doing it doesn't involve me. Uh, so, will you please give a massive round of applause to everyone uh, tonight, Ali especially, and uh, Francesca's mum. Will you please give it up for Jonathan Ross and Francesca Martinez. <laughs> Next week, we have Charlie Hickson from The Fast Show and James Bond books and stuff, so please come along. Thank you very much, Lizzie. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> Richard Herring's Left the Square Theatre podcast was performed by Richard Herring with guests... Jonathan Ross and Francesca Martinez. It was produced by Ben Walker and Dave Cribb. Music by Pest. Uh, it's a Fuzz and Sky Potato production. You can see Francesca Martinez on tour from May. Go to francescamartinez.com uh, and at the Tricycle Theatre on June the 6th where Richard Herring will be one of the guests. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Thank you. Bye. How do you like them Sky Potatoes? <laughs> Thanks for listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Rehearsal Terrible. Um, if you don't like the idea of an advert coming on for the free thing you've just heard, why not turn off now and you can avoid it? I'm just about to plug some stuff that's coming up. Uh, if you're around on Sunday the 20th of May in London, you can go to the Scope Benefit at the Hammersmith Apollo uh, with uh, Ben Elton, Al Murray, Milton Jones... Uh, Doc Brown, hundreds of brilliant people um, and all the money from that will go to Scope and of course Francesca Martinez who you've just heard will be there as well I'm doing my Edinburgh show Talking Cock at the Edinburgh Fringe as well as Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe podcast tickets are available for those now go to edfringe.com and you can find out about those Uh, if you want to take part in the Talking Cock survey go to richardherring.com and click on the links if you want to Get your name in the Talking Cock programme to go and donate at least £15 at www.justgiving.com slash Talking Cock. And uh, Talking Cock, the book, is available at gofasterstripe.com uh, as long with all my other DVDs, including Fist of Fun and, uh, and all the shows I've ever done. You can pick up there and another book and posters and stuff. So it'd be terrific if you wanted to buy any of those. But if you don't, then please just spread the word about this podcast to your friends and people you think might enjoy it. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.